Manimal here. It's Thursday, October 5th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, the Rangers win a playoff series. Me and Kevin, we're going to talk about it. So join us today if you want to know about everything from that Tampa Bay, Texas wildcard series, Texas Rangers with the boys. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pros that love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YDK, Kevin Frazier. If you want to find me on social media, at Kevin Lee Frazier, that is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. You can also catch Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. And that's uh, just one word for everybody. That's only one word. So before I pass it over to my co-host, I am so pumped. Rangers win. Rangers win. Playoff. We won a playoff series on the road, and we are going to talk about it at length today but let me introduce my co-host who is just as excited as i am whose beard nearly caught fire because he got so hyped from running around his living room uh, after the rangers get this victory the 300 pound animal aka bull how you doing buddy and where can they find you on socials yeah i had the afterburners on when i was running earlier (laughs) so i was so stoked about uh I was so stoked about Rangers baseball. I mean, let, let's just tell everybody that it's like six o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon for our Thursday show. That's how stoked we are about talking Rangers baseball today. Hell, I was even sad yesterday when we didn't want to do one for just the Rangers playing yesterday. So, but it gives us a lot more stuff to talk about today. And there's plenty to talk about. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, the Rangers that win their first playoff series since 2011. Uh, it, it felt really good. It, uh, it it was very nice to see the Rangers back in that win column uh, against Tampa Bay. They continue to not have any losses in playoff history against Tampa Bay, both at their own barn and in a division in the series. So uh, uh, I guess uh, we can we can put those Tampa Bay Rays down there on on teams that are owned by the Texas Rangers in the playoffs, but. Great, great atmosphere for the Rangers. I think there were more people down there watching the game at like Rangers Live than there were in Tampa Bay watching the game live in their stadium. Ooh. So very cool for the Rangers. Good stuff. Glad to see the Rangers get one. Uh, get off that snide. You know, 13 years is a lot of years or 12 years is a long time to, to go in between playoff series wins. And yeah, I know we had some playoff teams in 15 and 16, but uh, you know, just not the same when they're when they're not uh, getting winning playoff series. But it was fun, a lot of fun. And uh, you know, before we get too far, I'll let everybody know that on X, Manimal Bull, Instagram, Manimal Three Hundred, and then both Facebook and Twitter, you can find me on uh, 
uh, at Bull Pro and uh, whatever your favorite platform of social media is, hit me up on there and let's talk about these Rangers winning a playoff series. Yeah, man, I could not be more excited to talk about that. But just as we uh, like to do it and then talk about something completely different, uh, we're going to hop around the league first and just get you guys up to date with what's going on around the playoff uh, in the in the kind of the playoff. What do they call it? Not atmosphere, but uh, anyways, what's going on in the Major League Baseball playoffs. So right now we've got Minnesota playing Toronto as we're recording this. So as of recording, Minnesota's up one zip. Uh, on Toronto, one and it's and it's two zero Minnesota in the top of the eighth as of recording. But uh, I think yep. by, by the time most of these people listen, they'll know the outcome to that thing. Absolutely, the playoff landscape. That's what I was hoping to say here. Oh um, yeah, you know it's yeah, funny. Yeah. That's so weird that you get through that word, that one over my head, being as that I'm a horticulture, uh, horticulturist. horticulturist. Yeah. Yes. 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 Well, uh, you're excited to think about horticulture. Rangers won. <laughs> Rangers are moving on. That's right. Well, Arizona, who couldn't seem to get a win versus Houston, uh, goes on the road and they're up one zip, uh, one game to none versus Milwaukee. So where was that? A couple yeah, of days owned, ago, owned Corbin Burns, but Jose, <laughs> your record equity, owned Corkity or equity, yeah, equity, whatever his name is, that guy. That guy owned him. Hunter Brown got him for seven innings, but Corbin mm-hmm. Burns can't go three and a third. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Philadelphia, uh, the National League representative last year in the World Series, is up one game to none over the upstart Florida Marlins. So that's the playoff. Are the Miami game. Marlins now. Miami Kevin. Marlins. That's right. It's, Miami not, Marlins. it's not 1994 anymore. Mm, and remember those, remember those, uh, those teal, oh, they those were bright awful. teal hats. They were awful, yeah. but we all you, had. Do you one. know? Do you know who the number one draft pick for the Miami Marlins was? The first pick of their team was it Cliff Floyd? It was Nigel Wilson. Ooh, it should have been Cliff Floyd. It should have been Cliff Floyd, <laughs> but it was a guy named Nigel Wilson. So why do I know that? Because I, I believe I had his baseball card. And for a time there, that card was that was a hot commodity. So anyway, so there's your playoff landscape for the How'd MLB. How'd that go uh, with that baseball card? Uh, it's in my common cards uh, oh. now. So, so just um, hard toilet yeah. paper, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, – but let's you guys are not here to talk about Major League Baseball uh, as a whole. You guys are here to talk about the Texas Rangers or listen to us talk about the Texas Rangers. So let's get right into it. Rangers win. Rangers win. Headed to Baltimore for a five game series. Who knew early in the season? Kind of we kind of did know early in the season when the Rangers played Baltimore in that that series that uh, we might be seeing this same matchup. They were two good teams, at least for sure. Oh, that, that was a heck of a series, too. I want to say Baltimore got that series on the road early in the, the season. They got the early one on the road, and then the Rangers reciprocated and did the same thing uh, later on in, what, May? Yeah. Uh, well, remember, Baltimore was one of those teams that was lumped into the, well, the Rangers are only beating Baltimore and yeah. Oakland and mm-hmm. uh, Kansas City, remember that Baltimore yeah, yeah. wasn't Phil- a good Remember team. Philadelphia, the Philadelphia win, the series win was no big deal. But look, all yeah. these teams are in the playoffs. So, yeah, um, yeah. but 
yeah, and we're going to go at length and, and talk about these box scores and the games themselves just a little bit later on, but we just definitely wanted to kind of just celebrate. Uh, God forbid we celebrate a playoff win, right? Like, we got to act like you've been there before, brother. Well, I mean, we haven't in a long time ago, a long time. So let's act like we've been there next series whenever we're winning. And uh, we got a couple of days to celebrate because, you know, they're supposed to play baseball tomorrow. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. God forbid we, we celebrate a little victory uh, here and there. But uh, I digress. There was some huge, and I'm going to say huge, like I think you'd pronounce it with a Y, but huge news coming out of this ball game today that I didn't expect. I don't know if you expected it, that Max Scherzer throws a bullpen and Scherzer himself, uh, who who was pacing, uh, almost doing like the chicken dance in the bullpen, uh, said that he felt like he turned a corner. But I know you have a little more to add to this, but how exciting is this? Well, it's very exciting, but the biggest important thing is that he threw a bullpen today and he absolutely had no pain through the thing. And he said he had no pain. So we'll wait till tomorrow to make sure there is no pain coming on the back half of it. But I mean, uh, from all indications, it was in a pretty aggressive bullpen today and that there were ups and downs and that he was, he was tuning up to pitch in a baseball game, not throwing a bullpen to see where his, uh, his lat is man getting Scherzer back man just at the right time well Ooh, you know they left so that exciting, to be man. determined a week from today the Rangers put basically their roster out for or their pitching staff out for the five games with Baltimore and they left Wednesday to be determined so that could be a really mm. quick sign Oh, we man, that's and it, and it could you know, just I, mean that they've got a game where that they're going to need Andrew Heaney and Martin Perez and mm-hmm. and and those guys to, to be really yeah, yeah, for yeah. them and and maybe have Dane Dunning off of you know three days rest or four days rest or whatever three days rest uh, in the bullpen. So who knows how that'll end up going, but you know what, we'll cross that bridge whenever we get there, but that TBD, you know, that kind of leaves it open for us to at least speculate that it might be, Mm. it might be Max Scherzer. So, uh, you know, it won't be John Gray because he'll have two more days on the DL. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go from a high to a couple of dips here. Uh, Jonathan Hernandez uh, does have a lat strain. So he's day to day. And then but he's uh, been ruled out for the DS. He's been ruled out for the ALDS with Baltimore okay. pretty much. So I imagine he'll be also like whenever rosters come out Friday for the DS that he'll probably be left off of those two. And uh, most likely, uh, you know, that that's, that's why Anderson was on the roster. Uh, he'll probably be that guy again, unless they decide to go with an extra lefty uh, in, in Cody Bradford with some good lefties in Rushman and, and uh, the center field kid. You know, they've got some good lefties on that Baltimore team. So there's a good chance that uh, they may have Bradford on there instead of Anderson. But we'll see Anderson's a double play specialist. So, you know, those middle innings, you got runners on first and second, one out. It's nice to have a Grant Anderson on your team. Right, right, yeah, and, and Grant Anderson. I mean, um, there there are times there were times this year where he was uh, he was outstanding. So, yeah, uh, I, I again, I I I I just think whenever he's locating, uh, when he can get that location down, I think that's when he is the most dangerous. 
he doesn't have that electric fastball. So when his location is not there, uh, he becomes very average. But uh, anyways, I digress. So we definitely aren't going to spend any more time talking about Grant Anderson. Uh, you know, God love him. Uh, Alex Spee, speaking of another minor leaguer, Alex Spee, as we figured, uh, gets claimed by the White Sox. And I know this one hurts you. It hurts me. Um, you know, I, you know, what really so- hurts me more than anything else is that there were like teams that passed on this kid. Like, what? Right. You know, like, yeah. like if mm-hmm. I'm Oakland, I'd be like, oh, there's a handful of guys down here that didn't get me one out this year. Get out of here. Go on. Mm-hmm. It's fees. You know, like, but but anyways, I, I, I digress on that. You know, uh, people saw him at the big league level this year. He got beat up by the Dodgers, you know. <laughs> like he got beat up by the Dodgers. It's not like he got beat sure. up by, you know, Baltimore or uh, uh, Oakland and Kansas City. Like you know, so it just I wasn't. I'm not a big fan of the move. I thought there were other guys that were more deserving of being DFA'd. But um, you know, good luck to uh, Alex Spees, and I look forward to seeing him in the big leagues next year and for many years to come. Well, and staying with the uh, kind of the minor league uh, theme that we've got going here. So Cody Bradford, who was borderline, if not not even borderline, just unhittable in his in the I would say about the first half of the minor league season. So he wins a, a big time award. Yeah, PCL pitcher of the year. And, uh, you know, for a guy that spent, you know, 65, 70 days at the big league level this year. That's a pretty nice, nice award and, and good on Cody Bradford. And, and he's continued to be that good pitcher in the big leagues when they've needed him. And, you know, he's at some point going to be a really nice four or five uh, uh, pitcher in a, in a rotation, fourth or fifth pitcher in a rotation that's going to help teams win. And, and it'll probably be right here. I mean, because, you know, he's he's got the capabilities of getting on hitters fast and and uh, then he's got off-speed stuff to, to boot. So, you know, I mean, Cody Bradford, there's a reason why he was so unhittable in the uh, minor leagues this year, and, and he figured it out at the big leagues real quick. Uh, the Braves got him one time, and then, if you remember correctly, he pitched against the Orioles uh, on that Sunday afternoon where they lost because uh, Corey Seager lost the ball in the lights. Mm. I'm sorry, in the sun, not the lights. Remember that he was like going back on it. Then all of a sudden he just had to duck and cover. And, and that was basically the, the difference that were otherwise the Rangers probably would have swept that ser- that season series that, that weekend in Baltimore. Yeah. And it, it, and it's kind of like, how do you ever uh, fault Corey Seager for anything uh, on this team? Yeah. It's like, you know, like when, it's like when you're talking about your, you know, your baby chill child yeah. instead of like your firstborn, you know, like, like at the end of things, you're like, you're like, but oh, he's just so cute and he's just so good at stuff. And well, yeah. that's Corey Seager. He's just like, he's like this guy that, like, when he comes up, he rakes. And when he, I mean, what's he got, like eight errors on the whole season? And mm-hmm. man, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I think he had like, like 12 errors on that left side from him and Young all that's, year that's long. That's insane, right? I mean, <laughs> I think they had more errors from Duran and, and Smith in the limited time that they played at those two positions than the guys that played 90% of the snaps there or whatever they do in baseball well and one more quick thing about maybe the reason why grant anderson was the choice to get called up number one obviously big league experience but he also had a really good september uh down at triple a so he 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 might be on a roll there I, i was trying to pull that up while we were talking about it. i finally found the stats but uh 
why don't we talk about something else that's going to be going on tomorrow? Tomorrow? tomorrow well, it's technically tomorrow. I mean, it's a couple of days yeah. away for us, but it's tomorrow for sure because we're going to have this thing up for about a day and a half. Because who doesn't want to keep listening to the about the Rangers winning playoff series? But on <laughs> October sixth, Friday, October sixth, which is just a couple of days away, t- tomorrow night, technically, wink, mm-hmm. wink, 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 tomorrow night. Ridgely Theater, which we all know is just a couple of miles west of downtown Fort Worth and lovely west side, on the lovely west side of Fort Worth in the Ridgely area. Um, Just a stone's throw from where Kevin grew up, if y'all remember that. Kev's hood. Till the end, Matt Matt War Pro is bringing you a huge cage match with Brent McKenzie, the Super Techs, versus the... Damo McCullough, the Texas Terror. Um, you know, it's, it's a big cage match. This match means a lot to to a lot of people in this area, and it means a lot to these two guys because they're going to be battling for the Trinity River Heritage title, which uh, beautiful, beautiful belt that that both of those guys want to be wearing at the end of this thing. Um, not just Brent, not just Damo. But there's a ton of guys that are gunning for those two dudes, and whoever comes out of this thing, well, they're going to have one of these two men come coming at them right off the bat. It's either going to be Brick Savage, or oh. the Texas legend Franco D'Angelo. And you know what? I mean, whoever wins that match, they're the number one contender, and you know they're going to be going right after Damo or right after Brent if he comes out with the championship. So it's going to be a big night. There's going to be a lot of things squared away, and there's going to be a lot of things getting us ready for that big December 1st show right back at Martin House Brewing. So we're going west side to east side real fast. (laughs) Well, and I I know you're going to tell them about the amazing sponsors one last time. One, uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about them again tomorrow morning too. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. But – Let's talk about Starry's ice cream first. It's the best ice cream this side. It's like if you still eat Bluebell, I feel sorry for you. Not only Mm. are you eating an inferior product, but you might get like Listeria too. You're not (laughs) going to get Listeria from Starry ice cream because that's all handmade. It's all made right in-house. And you can pick that stuff up at Panther City Records in Fort Worth. Or if you live in Tarrant County, she'll deliver to you. Also, our guys over at uh, Kelly's Onion Burgers, they're going to be whipping up those famous smash burgers, those Fort Worth smash burgers. Our guys over at Big Dogs Hot Dogs, they're going to be in. They're going to be selling hot dogs all night. They got them bacon wrapped, all kinds of different ways you can get them hot dogs, Chicago style, whatever you want, they got it for you. And our guys at Martin House Brewing, they're going to have a little something special for us this weekend when we uh, when we uh, um, when we have the big cage match at the Ridgely Theater. So join us this weekend. It's Friday night, October 6th, the Ridgely Theater, till the end, that big Cowtown cage match. Love it. Love it. Can't wait to see you guys out there. And let's tr- let's uh, let's switch back over into why we are here. The Texas Rangers, a couple nights ago, uh, go into Tampa Bay. And, you know, maybe if this is your first time watching the Rangers play, you might have gone, oh, you know, they kind of got lucky in that game. But we've watched this team all year long, and we know that we've seen them gut out wins like that, that wins just like that all year long. We've seen them win on pass balls. 
We've seen them win on ground ball, double play. Like we've seen them win any way that they can. And it just goes to the perseverance of this team. Rangers put 15 guys on base, only come out with four runs, but it was enough runs to win it because Jordan Montgomery uh, put together a, a start for the ages. Yeah, Jordan Montgomery, let's talk about him at first and foremost. Seven big innings, five strikeouts, just the six hits, no walks. Oh, my God, that was huge. I mean, they gave up no free base runners. Everything was, I mean, right on the corners. When he got guys swinging at bad pitches all night, his changeup was really deep, and he got a lot of swings and misses on that thing. And he kept guys really off balance pretty much all all night long, or at least for seven innings. And uh, you know that was the big difference. And and let's let's also note that uh, Big Jordan Montgomery might have played made the play of the year. Oh, the dive. The dive. Yeah, that's a six <laughs> foot six, two hundred and forty pound man running after that ball. Mm-hmm. That isn't that isn't like uh uh like Jose LeClerc getting off the mound over there, you know. I mean yeah. that's 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 a that's a big diesel coming in right there. And then once he got going, you saw how hard it was to get him stopped because they had to have him throw a couple of pitches afterwards to make sure he could he could go. But I don't think I don't think you could have brought him out of that game yesterday with a diesel truck. But he was really good, really nice. I mean, got a couple of uh, a couple of big, you know, strikeouts when he needed them. He had the big play right there with first and third. He made it himself because Lowe wasn't going to get to that ball. So it was mm-hmm. a huge, you know, huge that he caught that. He kept guys at first and third, and then it got itself to two outs and then made a couple of big pitches to get right out of that inning. And then Chapman got ahead of guys. Uh, you know, that's the scariest thing when Chapman comes in. Is he going to go mm-hmm. out there and is he going to get ahead of guys? But Chapman was ahead of guys. All three batters that he faced didn't uh, work from behind at all. Uh, LeClerc had the one walk when they uh, pinch hit Josh Lowe. Um, but other than that, his stuff was really good yesterday. Um, the bullpen, exactly how you wanted it to work out. They didn't have to use um, Araldus Chapman to, to yesterday, technically today. But, you know, they're, so they're going to have him on rest again, ready for Saturday. Sunday, um, and and LeClerc will get a couple of days himself, and you know that's just part of it in the bullpen when you get to these games. I mean, if you're one of those dudes, you know, if, if you're not in a seven-run ball game like they were yesterday, you know, you you got to use those guys, Chapman, LeClerc, um, Spores. Mm-hmm. Those guys are going to get used, and you're going to see them, and and I know you're going to hold your breath every damn time they come in. But we're going to see those guys, and uh, I'm going to let you talk about the pitching a little bit before we start talking about um, but what they did on the offensive side. Well, I, I think, I, I think like, it was great just to see the bullpen come in and get a couple of clean innings on the back of Montgomery. Montgomery's had trouble all year long with getting uh, really just bad luck, either whether it's, you know, the bullpen blowing a, a great start or the offense not scoring enough runs for him. But it all kind of came together for him when it when it mattered the most. And, you know, the Rangers like 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 when you watch Tampa and the way that the pressure was just kind of getting to him and to watch the Rangers uh, just playing it cool and, and staying under keeping that pressure under fire. And really, I, I think, you know, of course, uh, Seager with the two hits was a big was obviously huge. But I also think the, the poise of these young players uh, in this game with, you know, Josh Young getting in a run batted in, 
Tavares with a couple of hits. Jonah Heim got a hit. And then, man, uh, <laughs> maybe the second best player on the Rangers right now, Evan Carter, comes out with two walks, two doubles, and uh, kind of made national. I mean, kind of, kind of burst onto the national scene uh, with his with his performance in both of these games. Well, yeah, and if he burst on 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 Tuesday afternoon, then he exploded on the scene <laughs> Wednesday afternoon. And we'll talk about that later. But a uh, quick note on Evan Carter, uh, the youngest player ever to have four uh, get on base four times in his first four postseason uh, games. So, uh, huge, you know, something big for him. I think he went six at ba- or six plate appearances before they got him out, uh, mm. all in all. Um, Seager, what can you say about Seager that we haven't already said a million times this year just watching him play? They got a big RBI from Josh Young. They had some balls that they scored on uh, pass balls. Uh, you know, all in all, you know, they the wild pitch helped. Seager mm-hmm. scored on that wild pitch, but that was also with the bases loaded and and nobody out. So it wasn't yeah. like that was a you know end all. And Corey Seager, you know, he didn't get two RBIs on that play because uh, Siri kind of kept it in front of him, and then he threw it into the stands or whatever he did, and and uh, Simeon ended up scoring, and the Rangers uh, put one more on there. Uh, but huge, huge day for the uh, offense. I thought they really did a really good job of putting pressure on uh, Tyler Glass now and making him throw a lot of pitches and making him uh, punishing him whenever he made mistakes. And that's what you could really got to do as a as a team. And you know, this is a good Tampa Bay team. And and to watch the Rangers do what they did this week is has been really fun. And uh, you know, I can't say enough about how good. Jordan Montgomery was. I can't say enough about good about how uh, good Chapman and LeClerc were out of the bullpen and the defense. You know, I mean, it really stepped up and and they made big plays when they needed them and they didn't allow Tampa Bay to get any momentum going. And, uh, you know, a shutout is a shutout regardless. I mean, honestly, the Rangers, they just get the one run on the young um, sacrifice fly and that was enough for them to win yesterday. So, uh so, but they got a couple. They got a couple more, and it was a it was a fun thing to watch. And I'm glad to see the Rangers get out there. Not only get a big strong performance from a guy that they're going to be leaning on a lot in this playoffs, but got a big big performance from the bullpen guys that they know that they got to lean on and that they were scared about leaning on. So, big day for the Rangers, and uh, uh, you know, left everybody real happy. Absolutely, and I mean, just just nothing that you could really complain about. Just a quick. Heads up, Minnesota uh, just sealed the deal. So they win two zip uh, against Toronto uh, and, you know, hold their home court advantage in that series. But they're going to be going on the road they, to they Houston. Houston. Yes. Yeah, so it'll be Houston yep. and Minnesota and Baltimore, Texas. So we're yep. uh, we're one step closer to that World Series matchup. So we're uh, we're uh, we're. We're, you just got to be loving it, man. Playoff baseball, October baseball, it's just, just the most fun time of the year. I, for one, am, exa- am happy that they expanded it a little bit. I do uh, I do feel for those teams that get that full week off. But at the same time, you know, I mean, it probably doesn't hurt them as much as I'm, I'm thinking. Right. And, um, you know, it's glad – I'm just glad that we're getting to talk about being in the playoffs, not talking about the playoffs, and not talking about – 
well, what kind of moves do the Rangers yeah. need to make uh, going yeah, into the offseason? We're, we're going over that. box scores. That's what I <laughs> <laughs> So you got to love that. Um, well, I'm going to jump right into uh, – What well, uh, got them here? What got the Rangers here, you know? Well, well, I brought up just a little earlier about how all the young players on this team have stepped up, and uh, those guys have come from this farm system, and the Rangers have one of the best farm systems in all of Major League Baseball. And if you want to learn more about that, you need to go ahead and subscribe to our exclusive content. It's called Down on the Farm with the Boys. We cover all things in the Rangers farm system, uh, news, box scores, call-ups, send-downs, rumors, highlights for just $1.99 a month. $2, y'all. You can make this podcast your one-stop shop for all things Rangers organization-wide. Go to our Spotify page or our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. Just one word. Well, let's talk about the game technically for us today, but the game yesterday when you guys are going to get to hear it. Texas Rangers beat the Tampa Bay Rays 7-1 to on the road. And this was a story. This game to me was a story that we've kind of seen play out all year long. Good starting pitching, Rangers scoring runs all throughout the game, and keeping the pressure on, taking advantage of, of the opportunities given to them. And really, just this was the team like both games. I felt like this, this is the team when they're good that we've seen all year long. Great coaching, great pitching. Um, you know, I, I just can't say enough about this team and how how great it was to watch them show up the way they did uh, yesterday. One thing I'm going to say first off, you know, a lot of people said, well, you can't go through the playoffs winning games 4 nothing, 7-1, and here we are going through the playoffs with them winning games 4 nothing and 7-1 or, or you know, and teams coming back or getting big leads like that and, and trying to hold on because that was, you know, you got to have the – a stout bullpen in the playoffs. And that's true. And I know that this is going to, this is going to probably age poorly because, you know, they're going to, they're going to play closer games than they did this week in Tampa Bay. But anyways, so far so good for the Rangers when it comes to, to play in their brand of baseball, because yesterday or today, however you want to look at it, um, that was the Rangers brand of baseball right there. Middle innings. They just, I mean, they ate Eflin alive. Elflin, Eflin, um, he, he really had, not to say that he didn't have a chance, but he like is like meat for the Rangers hitters. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he stays in the bottom of the strike zone, hangs a lot of breaking pitches, you know? So like for the Rangers, he's the type of dude that they eat up and they did. Mm-hmm. And that, that's just what you saw in those middle innings. Uh, he, he looked good for three, and he kept them off balance with that breaking pitch. But whenever the Rangers saw him that second time through the lineup and then, you know, uh, got to got to the bullpen, they were able to really just t- pour it on. Um, and that's the kind of that, – that's Rangers. That's been Rangers brand baseball all year. And up until the All-Star break, that was the exact pitcher that we've seen from Nate Eovaldi up until that all-star mm-hmm. break. And then he had the elbow thing. And actually after the all-star break, do you remember he pitched one game against Tampa Bay before he moved onto the IL? And it was just like this, like six and a third, mm-hmm. six and two thirds, seven innings, something like that. Shut out, shut out baseball, really good stuff. And, and Nate, he was dealing, he was dealing 
four-seamer was good. He was working the splitter down in the zone. He was keeping it in the strike zone to where guys were swinging over the top of it. He had a really good slider, and he had a really good cutter. So four four out of his five pitches, I wasn't really paying attention to see how the two-seamer was doing. But when you go six six and two-thirds, you give up one earned run, and you have eight Ks, it means it was going good. Absolutely. Well, and let me give you that stat line on June 12th. Is what we're looking. No, no, no. no. We're, we're looking, looking for no, July, 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 July eighteenth. So six innings, only two Ks, uh, but only gave up two hits in that game, um, and gets the W versus Tampa. I don't have the well, exact being, score in that game. Being as that he, being as that he went on the DL right after that, the two Ks are probably very indi- an indication of velocity being down because he was being bothered by the elbow. But, you know, like this is the Eovaldi that we saw the whole first half. This is the guy mm-hmm. that you're wondering why. How did this guy who missed two and a half months of the season and came back and pitched like shit have 12 wins on the season? You know what I'm saying? Like, like sure. that's who – that this is the Nate Eovaldi that we've seen all season. He went out there. He shoved, and he shoved big time for this thing. And uh, when he got in a little bit of trouble there at the end of it, uh, Spores did come in, get a uh, – get a – well, pop up, I believe, pop up out to left field uh, to get out of that thing. And uh, then he, he had a really nice inning himself behind uh, Eovaldi. But I'm going to let you talk about Eovaldi for a minute. Well, as far as him, like the thing that, that stood out to me the most with him was the way he was getting uh, getting strikes, like right off, like getting first pitch strikes. And the location of the, the fastball, I guess it's the four-seamer because it was just coming straight. Yeah. Um, he was not, you know, and, I, and, and as soon as I said it, he threw one right down the middle and got lucky and didn't uh, didn't have to pay for it. But up at, for the most part, his location with that fastball was kind of what he was piggybacking everything else off of. And he was kind of painting corners and just really had command. And I think when you can when he's got that kind of command, all of a sudden you see the swagger and the confidence and it just. It, it just you could feel that he 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 kind of has an extra gear that he can kind of kick into extra, that extra gear, and that's why you know they talked about it all game long about why the the Red Sox love him and why he kind of is beloved in that city because of the the way that he can step up in the playoffs. Uh, really glad to see that the bullpen was able to hold uh, to hold them to zero runs over those uh, one that two and a third inning and. Got to segue over into the offense and got to talk about these young cats again. Before we do that real quick, though, I wanted to say one more thing about Eovaldi. You mm-hmm. kind of started seeing that the other night in Seattle, right? You started mm-hmm. in the in those first couple of innings, you started to see that swagger, that jumping off the mound, feeling good about the stuff he had. And then he kind of mm-hmm. lost his mechanics a little bit and then hung a pitch, then hung a pitch. And the next thing you know, it's three nothing, and yeah. and you know he kind of lost the swagger a little bit that he had, but you didn't see him ever get into a situation like that today, and that was a huge mm-hmm. sign. Yeah, he he really had command of it. Now um, let's let, now let's talk about EFC. Yeah, Evan Carter uh, again at a at a crucial point in the game hits a huge home run, and then Josh Young also with three hits scores two runs. Uh, hits the ball, hits the ball into the fence, not over the fence, but into the fence. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, and Seager comes out of this series with a 500 average and a 1475 ops. 
Uh, you know, Which is good for second on the, the team. What's that? Both of those yeah, are good, good for, for second. second on the team. Because <laughs> Nate, because uh, uh, Evan Carter is at a 750 average with a 2875 ops. These three guys really uh, were the standouts in this series. And, and you got to give a little bit of an honorable mention to Tavares. Because even Young with a 375 and a 1208. Uh, these guys kind of carried this offense and showed up when we needed it. Adalas Garcia had a – I think Adalas Garcia's home run was kind of the thing that sparked – kind of sparked it. Yeah, and he, he's after the type that, of the dude. Opened. He's the type of dude that you kind of like could see him getting elfing because like he stays down in the bottom of the strike zone and you know what Garcia does to balls down. And mm-hmm. and he did that. That's what happened today. He got uh, he got down in the strike zone, and, and Garcia got went down there and got him one, and and I mean launched it. I mean, and, and another note on the Rangers' offense today: those eight extra base hits that they had. The mm-hmm. uh, that's a that's a playoff franchise record. Wow! Wow! So, that's crazy. So if, think about how team. good this team has performed in the playoffs at times too. Yeah, and that uh, that top game two of the 2010 ALCS against the Yankees so uh, remember Ooh. that they had lost they had blown a blown a lead in game one against the Yankees and then they came back the next day and just beat the brakes off of them with those seven <laughs> extra base hits but let's not reminisce too far about 2010 let's talk about the present there's just so much good. Simeon got in on the act. Uh, he had been struggling a little bit, so good to see him. Um, Grossman did get a hit. Uh, uh, still kind of baffles me a little bit that uh, he got those at-bats today over Garver, but uh, Bochy said he likes the lineup and he likes the success that they were having with the lineup. So, you know, they continued to have success with it. They scored seven runs. Who am I to say anything? negative about this lineup right uh so low did get himself a hit he got himself an rbi so you know he's he's starting to kind of come around and some of those balls that he's hitting hard are starting to fall in and he's getting a couple of balls that like i mean maybe uh, maybe two weeks ago that ball that he uh ended up baltimore chopping over the pitcher that ended up scoring a run that probably would have been on the ground right at somebody for two and they wouldn't have ended up getting anything out of that so uh some things that, you know, the luck's kind of starting to turn for Nate Lowe. Uh, Jonah Heim had – he hit the ball hard all day. He didn't have a whole lot yeah. to show for it besides that single, but he hit the ball hard all day. And uh, Tavares and Young and Carter at the bottom of the lineup, that's what was so successful to make the Rangers mm. so good early in the season, those guys at the bottom of the lineup. Having a guy that probably playing a full season would have been the rookie of the year hitting in your eight hole is a, yeah. big, you know, that's a big deal. and. <laughs> And, uh, uh, you know, Carter has come on and he's just become, uh, you know, not, I don't think this is who he is. I don't, but I think he has stretches of where he can play this kind of baseball. Yeah. You, I mean, think about Josh Young with 23 home runs and 20 and uh, 70 runs batted in 75 runs scored hitting in your eight hole. Yeah. Um, yeah. And real pretty, quick, I wanted fast. to ask you real quick before we get out of here. Um, what did you, did you, did you have any thoughts when LeClerc got a couple of guys on with one out and they're sitting second and third? Were you worried about oh, yeah. LeClerc there? Were you starting to I, I was. get How a little do you bit not, nervous? How do you watch 162 of these games? And again, LeClerc's earned run averages looks really good, but go look at his inherited runners. Um, you know, I guess you call it inherited runner ERA or whatever they call it. They, 
that needs to be a much more noticeable statistic for relievers. Um, we've just seen it happen, you know, and if they end up hitting, if they end up seven, five, um, you know, in that, cause, cause I'm thinking, man, if this happens and that happens, I mean, you know, they, they had five, they had four runs there and it's seven, five in the ninth. I'm yeah, <laughs> we're yeah, worried, you know, yeah, and I've seen Leclerc give up, give up, give those kind of home runs up. And so, yeah, I was a little concerned, but that's just that they're going to have to, they're going to have to untrain us. The, uh, after the Margot strikeout, were you feeling better? I, I was feeling better. I was okay. feeling better. But, right. but for right. me, so I wasn't going to. It was a crisis, but with two outs, you're starting to think, uh, even if he gives up a single right here, they get two across at seven to three. They still got to put together a lot to get, <laughs> to get there. Yeah, so. I just, in my mind, I'm just kind of going, like, I'm holding my breath anytime the bullpen is relied on to win. And, uh, you know, and that's just going to be every game. And that's just going to be what kind of what we yeah, have, to, I, what I we're going to deal with if, all the way. I saw a meme today whenever the Rangers went to the bullpen that uh, it was just a picture of Bruce Bochy and he said, it's in God's hands now. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, we've, we've seen that's been that kind of year. And when you have a historically bad bullpen, it's it's really hard to have any kind of faith in them. But I think I saw enough down the stretch there that I've got enough faith that they can hold six. I, I, I can I can I can concur there. I was actually really glad to see them go to spores um, when they did. Uh, I, I, I really felt like he was the right guy in that situation. And so uh, I well, feel like I, I, he did a great I, job there. I kind of felt like anybody but Chappie right there. Like, yeah, and I don't I just, mean that I as just... like, but I saw Chapman's numbers and like on back-to-back days, he has like an eight ERA on every other day rest. He is sitting at like two, ha- two and a half or under. So, yeah. So, so, yeah, so I, I, don't, I, don't I do think, it. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of it has become <laughs> necessity, like they're in the middle and, and then he then he got it one time and and it, yeah, yeah so either way they're moving on we're moving past the we're moving past these rays this was rangers baseball at its finest today scoring Woo! runs getting good starting pitching and uh you know they're moving on to baltimore and i think tomorrow i will just spend the whole time talking about what baltimore has done this year and kind of get you ready mm-hmm. for for them, and we'll probably have pitching matchups available to us by then, and and uh, so we're looking forward to this big uh, series with Baltimore now that uh, Tampa Bay's in the rearview mirror. Yeah, and, and I'm going to make a quick, and, and I'm going to go ahead and sign us out unless you got anything else. No, I have nothing else. Just one more thing that uh, Clark, did, or I mean uh, um, Evan Carter, did get the uh, the trifecta of on bases today on base today he had the uh hit by pitch the walk and the home run so mm. i love mm. it that's my favorite thing is when a guy i mean it, it's like the it's like the equivalent of the gordy howe hat trick you know where you get in a fight you get <laughs> score a goal and you get an assist or whatever it's like that it's like that <laughs> well and maybe it's not a thing could... but i love it well we couldn't be more happy about uh the the kind of impact that evan carter has made uh, with this whole thing. Uh, final note, and, and kind of I'm going to leave it as a closing thought. And, uh, Bull, I think you'll you'll like this too. Uh, we haven't really talked about it, but Baltimore hasn't been here either. This is their first time. Like, this is their first time in this situation with a young team. So we're not yeah, talking about the vaunted Astros 
or some team that's just got all this experience here. We're just talking about a team who had a better regular season that we than we did and a team that we have shown that we can beat. So I I just want to bring a lot of optimism to the to the Rangers fandom into this podcast that look man like this team doesn't have has done absolutely nothing to be feared or to have any kind of like oh man they're 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 not a better they're not a better team than we are they they haven't done anything special to to kind of warrant any kind of intimidation they they have not been anywhere with this squad so this is a great opportunity for the Rangers no. to kind of say, and, "Hey, we're we're the team and, now," and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it when uh, I mean when we look at their tomorrow. I mean, their best player is probably Adley Rushman, and I mean Jonah Heim's like our seventh best player. <laughs> so, yep, you know, yep. we'll yep. talk yep. about yep. that yep. tomorrow. I won't. I won't get in it. And I love Adley Rushman. And I, I mean, I saw him make a lot of dreams come true down the right field line in Arizona the other night when the Orioles were playing the Diamondbacks. So good on that mm-hmm. kid. Yeah, and and this is not a knock against Baltimore. This is just hey, look, man, competition. we have a lot. Yeah, we have a lot of reason to be very optimistic about this series. So, thank you everybody for tuning in. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. Don't forget to check us out on social media. TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. And on there, you can subscribe to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys. Just $1.99 a month. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. The Texas Rangers go advance to the next round of the playoffs for the 300-pound animal. This is your boy, Kev. We are the Texas. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys. We're the boys.